0: Today on the 222 Paranormal Podcast, we have the astrologer to the stars, Janet Amid. So, let's get into the show. And this is the 222 Paranormal Podcast with your host, Jen and Joe. Hi,
1: everybody. Welcome back. Good. Today's to
0: show is awesome. We <laughs>
1: have a Toledo staple among us, a Toledo celebrity. Um, Janet Amid has graced us with her presence, and we were very, very grateful and thankful because she has been doing astrology and reading and light work for a long time here in Toledo and finally we've been waiting for like seven years to get her on our show
0: we've been to her events
1: mm-hmm.
0: here in Toledo I've heard her on the radio I've seen her on the news all this and we've always said we've got to get Janet on and we just never really got around to asking well, and we asked and she said yes and she couldn't
1: have been more lovely so oh, she's awesome we have an amazing interview for you guys Janet was deeply inspired by both of her parents who were into the mystical and spiritual side. Her mother was a born intuitive, and her father had been doing astrology, which had run in his family for years, and just an amazing talent. She holds local events. She does reading. She is a life coach. She's been on numerous radio shows, television shows. She's renowned all over the world for her astrology.
0: Yeah, and you can hear her, if you go up on the web, you can hear her live every Monday morning on WRQN 935FM. Just look it up on the web, 935FM.com, I guess it is. Toledo. Yeah, you'd have to, I'll put the link in the show notes, of course, but she's on every Monday at 8, 10 a.m., but she's on the 222 Paranormal Podcast That's right. today.
1: That's right, I'm so excited.
0: <laughs> All right, so here is Janet Amid and welcome to the show janet amid welcome to the show janet
2: i'm really excited to be here thank you so much i just want to to tell
1: you that for years i have just admired your savvy business sense and as a woman being a uh, leader and a uh, entrepreneur i've always looked up to you
2: so Thank you. So excited. you I'm excited. So I'm like so fangirling at, out. Totally. At, <laughs> thank you. After having such a crazy week, and it's, what is this, like Wednesday? It feels like yeah, Friday. Friday. Yeah. Uh, and I look the part today, <laughs> hair all a must. But We're anyway, twins. I'm really glad to hear that. It makes yeah. me, it kind of lightens my day. Oh, good. Thank yeah, you. So much. Well, I've been in this business for a really long time, and it, my, my astrology career began, believe it or not, when I was five years old. My father, on at the day of my birthday, it was november twenty eight. I'm not gonna tell you how old I am, but <laughs> it was I was five, and I, my friends had left, and my father was from the Middle East, and my mother was from the Middle East. My mother was a clairvoyant psychic, and she would read the coffee grounds, and that's how she would do her little readings. And she did not speak English, she did not read or write, but she was really quite extraordinary, quite amazing. And my father was an immigrant, as I said. He was from the Middle East. And he had learned astrology through his mother. So it's like 15, 13, 15 generations. So when I was about five years old, and we came from humble beginnings, my dad was a janitor, worked three jobs, very, very humble beginnings, very poor. We grew up kind of poor, but my dad was a very intelligent, brilliant man. So my friends were leaving, and I saw that he was... In our little in a little room, and he was he had all these little magnets on the wall, and I said, "What are you doing?" While I was eating cake, I had to have mm-hmm. cake in my hand, and he said, "He said I'm doing I'm putting the planets, stars. I'm putting all the magnets where the planets are." I go, "What does that mean?" So from that day forward, I was hooked. And there's six of us in the family, six kids, okay. and I was uh, the second to the youngest, and. I was hooked I was just mesmerized by this so every Friday from the time I was five he would teach me astrology I know it was so fascinating so but the funny part about it is people that are learning astrology now you know they take a couple of courses and they don't realize that it's it's, it's infinity there's mm-hmm. you never stop learning yeah you're always you're always learning I still do workshops and I've been in it you know and I'll say I'm 60 some years old mm-hmm. but I've been in it since I was I started learning at the age of five. so I went on to work into pharmacy I got into pharmacy school and from there I went into social work. so even with all my careers and my education I had such a passion for astrology that's all I ever wanted to do mm-hmm. and because it it, it it just gives you means a lot to me but it's almost like having a key to the universe. And that's what my father would say. He, he would say, you have when you understand the true concept of what astrology is, it's having a key to the universe. You can really unscramble a lot of things, which is so fascinating yeah. about it. Yeah. Absolutely. So that's how it all began. And then I went into it. I opened my office in '88. In I still worked, you know, in social work and all that. but in eight, 19, April of '88, astrologically, at a good time because I made sure at 12.03 a.m. I walked in, and I remember the guy was helping me deliver furniture to my new office at 4235 Monroe, right off of Douglas in Toledo. And he said, ma'am, he goes, it's 12.03 a.m. I said, I cannot walk in till 12.05. <laughs> you know, the moon is here and there yeah. and whatever. I did a chart. He just was... I said, what's wrong? You're getting paid overtime. What are you concerned yeah. about? You know, so, of course, my significant other, he was there, and he was, like, shaking his head, you know, whatever. So we walked in, and from that day forward, there you go.
1: It's amazing that you can follow your passion like that. You I know,
2: love it. You know, and
1: most people, they'll just put their passions aside, but this is something that you've, it's,
2: in green all those generations mm-hmm. it's in your
1: dna it's in your cells it's in, in the cellular level it is
2: i i go to work you know my my I, i'm a workaholic mm-hmm. i mean i don't because i i love what i do and and i've always said when you love what you do the money will follow it's oh, not okay. even about money because yeah. for my education and knowledge i keep my fees really really mean, really compared to what other people do when they're just starting out because I just want to appeal to everyone. I want people to come to me. And for me, my my main objective Mm -hmm. was, I never even thought about money. I always thought about, I just want to help people. I want to help them understand themselves like I learned to understand myself. Because I was very, as a child, I was very quiet, almost extremely introverted. I know it's hard to believe, but I was so introverted. And my father would try to get me to talk and open up and express my opinions. And I just, I was very quiet. And it wasn't until I learned astrology that I realized why I was that way. And it helped me understand things better and put things into perspective. So there's, for example, there's, there's, when you look at a chart, there's 12 houses to a zodiac chart. And each house represents a part of your personality. And when you're born, your month, day, year, time of birth, and city and state that's very important because the time of birth is important because the 12 noon is is Greenwich Mean Time, which is the center of the Earth, mm-hmm. and that is considered. You know how you how we we I used to do the charts by hand. Now we have computers to do them, and then of course I interpret them. Mm-hmm. But it's a, a Greenwich Mean Time. You would add five hours, four hours, depending on where your location is. But anyway, the planets, the time of birth gives a face to who you are, where when you don't have the time of birth and you just have the month, day, and year, which many people, they just don't understand. If you, if they know their time of birth, will say, please look for it. Oh, I didn't bother to look, and they'll, we'll just use a generic time. I will say to them, it's like the time of birth is like having uh, a, a photograph, yeah. where when you don't have it, it's like having a chip of your ear. How can you tell what the person yeah. looks like? Mm-hmm. So I get a piece of your ear. That's what the birth date is, month day, and year. I being a psychic, coming from my mom's side of the psychic family, I do pick up other things based on intuition. But so I can usually work with that twelve noon time, which is the generi- it's a generic time, it's called a solar chart. Okay. It's based on the sun. But but the time of birth is very, very important. So I always I, I realized why I was such an introvert because my planets fell into the twelfth house. Twelfth house is the part of the chart which is the hidden part of who you are. Mm-hmm. It's the, it's sort of like that, it's like you, you kind of hide from the world. So you could always tell, it's really funny because I have two girls that work for me and uh, they're both part-time and um, i I can all, I never talk about who comes in, who doesn't. My, my, my background in psychology, you know, I'm, I'm very ethical. I always mm-hmm. keep everything myself and you know but I always I will tell them this much I'll say well you know we have somebody with coming in who's going to be a Leo rising this girl's going to walk in and she's going to be extroverted and talkative and she's going to chat your ear off moon and Gemini moon emotions Gemini and her thinking sign is going to be in Gemini she's going to be really talkative and she's not going to stop talking so you have to focus on work and so she'll, my, my assistant will go, whatever. And so this client walks in and she's stand, standing at the window chatting away. And then I always, I, I, and she'll, she's like, how did you know? I say, well, I just know. And so then other people walk in and I'll say, now this person's going to come in. She has Scorpio in her chart and her planets are behind the scenes. I don't tell her that much. I just really? say, this is going be some, going to be somebody who's going to be very quiet, very subdued, so you have to make sure that you welcome her and you go out there and you, you know, just talk to her and try to get her to, you know, fill out the sheet, whatever. And she'll say, she hardly said a word. How did you know? <laughs> <laughs> because I know this stuff. Right. You know, so, anyway, I just like think it's And it's, it's
0: ingrained in your right, your psyche, right. you know. And yeah. yeah. It's like,
2: when you've know. been doing it for, um, you know, the 10 oh years God. that you've been doing, I, right? Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, what, 60-some years, absolutely.
0: And what better thing to have is a psyche like that with the work that you do because you can you can read someone so much better oh and if they are introvert they're not going to come out right away and say stuff you know they'll be afraid because it's something new to them coming in and speaking with you and they it's
2: well I can read a person's ascendant now -hmm. what does that mean Mm -hmm. I can read their ascendant more than I can read their sun sign and their moon sign, well, sometimes the moon, because the ascendant is based on your time of birth. That's how you appear to the world. Your outward persona is your rising sign. That's your ascendant. So sometimes, if somebody comes across real outgoing, I have a Sag rising. Mm -hmm. So based on my time of birth, I'm outgoing and social and talk and talk and talk and but I'm not I'm I'm an introvert with a Sagittarius rising. So look at I work alone other than having two girls here and I make I stick them in the other office so they don't bother me. But but your rising sign is your outward persona. So I can read a person's rising sign more than I can I can read their you know like if I just meet them I could see see that part of them. And so your rising sign is based on your time of birth. What time were you born? What was your 44 p.m. What was it 12 Twelve forty four p.m. And what's your birthday? Two twenty two, February twenty second. So you what year? Nineteen seventy one. Well, I can so you were born. You'd be born um, so February twenty second, right? Yep. And so you have. So you would be born under the sign of Pisces, which is one of my favorite signs. Love, love, triple love, Pisces. Because that's <laughs> like too. all the culminations, that's a culmination of all the uh-huh. signs, as far as I see. So you would have had a very, um, so based on your time at birth, you would be a homebody to some degree. Mm-hmm. You love your home and your foundation. But your gift of communication comes from the fact that your thinking sign, which is in the sign of Aquarius, which is kind of interesting because... It would show you also have, you would have, I believe, a Sagittarius rising like I do. Okay. So we would have the same outlook on life. We look at things optimistically, very positive, but that doesn't mean you always feel that way. Right. right. Your moon is in Capricorn, which means your mother was a big influence in your life. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean it was always easy. So it meant that there was some influence there. And you would also be an amazing teacher. You learn and you teach and you direct people. And you have, you're very independent in your thinking because your relationship sign would fall into your personal house. And your second house, which is finance. So you would be somebody who would be autonomous, independent, with your knowledge, but you get bored easily sometimes. The Pisces part is a creature of habit, but, the, but your Mars in Pi- Sagittarius, Mars is energy and aggression. Mm-hmm. It's psychological and philosophical. You'd be a great counselor, therapist. You're a good listener. Podcaster. What? Podcaster. Podcaster, but you're a good yeah. listener. You're an excellent listener. And so your first major cycle in life was 91 through 94. Mm-hmm. You were 20 to 24. Your second major cycle is uh was a 98 through a one which was yeah. a big turning point for you yeah it was it's i true. know
0: <laughs> so when you say rising like um sagittarius rising that does that mean that the end of the cycle for that zodiac sign is no, coming up the,
2: the rising sign is based on your time of birth it's a sign that was rising at the time of your birth and it gives it gives the it's what we call the ascendant and the descendant is considered the seventh house which so the rising sign is on the first house which is how you appear to the world your world your face to the outside world and the descendant is how what your views are on marriage the type of person you're going to be attracted to um, the type of person you would you know, be, you know, you would, you would seek out as a partner. So when somebody's planets fall into your partnership house, that would indicate that you would be attracted to that type of person, not necessarily that sign. Mm -hmm. Like, for example, you would have a cancer descendant, Mm -hmm. which is right there. So that doesn't mean you're going to be with somebody necessarily traditional because that's cancer or cancer, but you would want somebody that you feel sort of like at home with, Mm -hmm. somebody you feel that sense of comfort with. That's that's very important and you could tell that. We'll have to do your charts someday yeah, together, see I if you guys gonna fit. Yeah. Well, when, we've been um, together a while.
0: Um, when you talk about the different houses, how many, is there one house per, per zodiac sign, or is there several?
2: There's 12 houses to a zodiac chart. Okay. So interestingly enough, I'm going to teach you the way my father taught me. Right. Okay, he always said there's 12 hours in a day, 12 months in a year. 12 cycles. If you look at the actual horoscope, it looks like a clock. Yeah. So there's 12 hours, 12 cycles. So each house represents a part of your personality. So the outward side is, and each house is ruled by a specific sign, but it doesn't mean that when you're born, you fall into that you know, area. So Aries rules the first house, Taurus rules the second house. Um, Second house is money, and it has to do with finances, security, stability. Third house is ruled by Gemini, which is chatty, communicative, um, humor, Um, small animals, family, siblings. Fourth house is home, our foundation ruled by Cancer, which is also, it it emphasizes the mother because that's home. And the fifth house is um, ruled by Leo. Which is uh, which is romance, love, uh, speculation, children. Sixth house is your sense of responsibilities, your health. Um, it could be um, how you are your your eating habits, you know, and it could and it's ruled by Virgo, which also rules um, service and responsibilities. Seventh house is marriage and partnership, ruled by Libra, and then the eighth house is. Um, is the house, we call that the house of the occult. Okay. But I don't really, I'm not saying I don't like that word, but it's just not how I view it. Mm-hmm. I look at it as mystical, ruled okay. by Scorpio. It's the house of mystique, okay. like mystique. The ninth house is ruled by Sagittarius, which is um, the your higher thinking, cons- higher consciousness. Foreign travels, uh, cultural. Whenever somebody's moon is up there, I know automatically they're either from another state or country, or they live. They're going to eventually move somewhere else. It just it because the moon is that drive to go somewhere else. Tenth house is ruled by Capricorn, which also rules the father. It also it's it's ruled by Saturn, which is Capricorn. Uh, the eleventh house is ruled by Aquarius, which is groups, gr- dreams, goals. And it, it's, uh, it has to do with friendships. Okay. And the 12th house is ruled by Pisces, which is a culmination, I think, of all the 12 signs of the zodiac. Oh, okay. Okay. So you could be born under Pisces and your sun sign could fall into the fourth house of home, which is what yours is. Okay. And so Jen's, so that would fall into the area of home. So you, based on your time of birth, will show where all these planets fall into these. It's almost like musical chairs. Yeah. You know, you know, when you're born and you take your first breath, it's like all of a sudden everything just kind of stops and that they fall into the little houses. And I, I am often asked the question, well, I have a premature birth. Now, does that mean that that there's an issue with that if I was born two months early? No. When you take your first breath mm-hmm. is when you you are you know that's that's that's
0: when the clock starts ticking yeah cuz i i see it in my mind's eye about when you're mentioning this is when you're born it's almost like depending on your the moon the planets and that it's almost like you're taking the zodiac as a circle and turning the other the houses and that this is in my own mind you're turning it to match up and that's what you end up becoming
2: to some degree but based on that that is a really great analogy it's but to some degree how you're brought up now this is what people don't understand how you are brought up your childhood will determine how these energies are you know how they're how they're um, aspected how you interact with these planets Mm -hmm. so if you have i had two twins who didn't even know each other identical twins who were, and I brought them together, who, they were adopted out. They didn't even know about each other. And one and one of them, she was adopted by an anesthesiologist and his wife, and the wife was a, uh, a school teacher. And they ended up moving to New York, but I met them when the children, or she was very young, they had kids, two other kids adopted. But... Um, She ended up opening a studio, went to a great university, a studio on Fifth Avenue in art. And she had all this abstract art, beautiful impressionistic stuff. And she had this beautiful studio. Gorgeous girl, beautiful, you know, lived in uh, the Hamptons, blah, blah, blah. So her sister walks into my office one day and my assistant goes, isn't that so-and-so? Oh. This is like, I've been seeing this girl since she was 16 and the girl's now in her 30s living in New York. And I went, holy moly, she really looks like her. And she, they were ident, she looked identical, same face, same hair, hair was stringy, mm-hmm. you know, kind of, you know, she lived in um, a little town, I don't want to say which, but it was mm-hmm. in, in Ohio. And she walked in, kind of ragged clothes, that kind of thing, but the face was the same, hair was the same, same color. And I kept saying, you know, I have a client who looks just like you and she lives in New York. And this girl was married with five kids and her husband was kind of an alcoholic. Mm -hmm. She was adopted at birth. So I called, I, it, it bothered me all night. And, of course, my significant other, he doesn't. He just thinks I know stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so I told him, and he goes, why don't you go to bed? Just let it go. I said, no, it's bothering me. So I, I was so upset. It just bothered me all night. So about two days later, I called the girl in New York, and I said, do, do you have a twin sister? I mean, were you a single birth? And I said, do you either have a cousin or somebody? or I didn't say twin sister. I said, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah, so, so anyway, she checked with her mom. Her mom said that there was a baby born a minute apart from her, but that they didn't think the baby would make it through the, the, you know, she, they didn't take her because she thought she was going to die. So the girl lived, a a farmer and his his wife adopted her, but they were sisters. But this little girl did art, the little one who lived in the small town of Ohio, she did art, Mm -hmm. but it was all on her kitchen walls. Oh, but it was the same impressionistic art as her sister who had a house in Fifth Avenue or had a studio on Fifth Avenue who lived in New York City who was, you know, dressed mm-hmm. in the nines. So I brought them together. And, of course, that was like 20 years ago. They're, of course, happy as can be. But the point is they they didn't know about each other. But they had both had different upbringings but had the same artistic flair, same creative style but one took it to the higher realm and one it was sedated it was kind of kept you know a little more um I would say um, just it wasn't it wasn't out there mm-hmm.
0: yeah. it's almost like her her upbringing didn't allow her to experience that
2: it wasn't cultivated yeah. because her upbringing she was raised with you know a farmer and his wife and they mm-hmm. didn't have a a lot and they just and so it was never cultivated but when so based on your childhood you could have the same chart as someone else being raised in a different environment have the abilities but how you direct that energy is based on your childhood
0: and it just goes to show you that we are all connected we are spiritually or um i don't want to say physically but our energies are all connected
2: we are. Mm-hmm. And, and it's interesting, when people ask me about astrology, astrology is, you know, is as ancient as that of humanity. Mm-hmm. I mean, it goes back thousands and thousands of years. And mankind has observed the planets and stars for all of recorded history, yeah. if you stop and think about it. And it isn't surprising that even when you look at some of the prophets and, you know, people that... um you know, like way back in the ancient days. I mean, it goes back really, really far. Mm-hmm. So um, it's just it's just kind of interesting that it has kind of progressed. And there were times when it was deemed, you know, um, part of the occult. And yeah. uh, you know, I guess in in the old days mm-hmm. of Salem and all that, it was you know you just really did on. But it but understanding astrology is not it's not a ba- it's a good thing. It's mm-hmm. to understand. My dad, as I said, he talked about it. It's like, it's like having a key to the universe.
1: Now, is astrology common among all... um, Religions? Religions, or I I want to say like regions or areas of the earth, because, you know, is it one common denominator, or is it, it's all astrology, but this is this sector, and this is this type, and this is...
2: Well, there's the Kabbalah, which is used in um, in Judaism. Mm-hmm. And that is one of the most beautiful ancient books of when, when you look at the Kabbalah, which is also the study of the ancient arts and things like that. That's kind of a form of that as mm-hmm. well. But astrology, I think all over the world they use it. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I yeah. think so. I mean, I, I know that in, my parents were from the Middle East and my cousins would talk astrology. They used it, mm-hmm. and um, so I, I. think it's all over. It's it's. But some people, you know, some people I think take it to a higher level. Some not, mm-hmm. but it's 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 fascinating. But I do think it's world it's world round. I mean, it's all over. Yeah,
0: that's that's one of the questions I was going to ask you. Is what style do you follow? Because I did notice that there is Tibetan style. There's Japanese style. There's um, well, I Hindu... use what we
2: call the Western Placidus. Okay. Sty- uh, Cook, it's K-O-C-H, and also Placidus, P-L-A-C-I-D-U-S, I believe. And there are different styles of astrology, but I also use Middle Eastern astrology. Okay. I combine that. I do think Chinese astrology is fascinating, and I think Hindu, um, the Ayurvedic is really mm-hmm. very beautiful. But I am very comfortable with using uh, the Arabian parts Of astrology, the part of fate, part of fortune, Mm -hmm. and I also combine that with uh, Western. And my father has these books. I didn't really learn on Western books. I learned from my dad, and he had these West, these Western or this Middle Eastern book that's like a thousand years old. I mean, it's really, really old. And I have it kind of laminated and kind of stuck together and everything. It's really old, and it has some of the ancient astrology. And what's interesting about uh, what my father taught me is he had predictions. And he would look at this book and he would do his little numerology and astrology he combined. I do numerology, astrology, and tarot. But my father predicted John F. Kennedy a oh. Sr.'s passing or being assassination. Because he. I remember when I was, and I was very young, very young, kindergarten. And I remember he was, in those days, we didn't have cell phones. And, and I remember he was teaching me about... Um, he we he would use movie stars birth dates and presidents and different people he would teach me about their personalities this is why lincoln did this and this 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 so he we were we were looking at john f kennedy seniors uh you know birth chart and my father suddenly got up and he, he he's dialing, calling the White House. Uh-huh. Of all things, my mother's having a breakdown <laughs> because it was expensive and we yeah. didn't have the yeah. money. We were, like I said, we didn't have it. And my father was trying to call the White House to warn them that John Kennedy, John F. Kennedy, was going to something was going to happen to him, and he had like a three or four day, uh, th- like I would say, transit lined up. And he got, I remember he was talking to the secretary, secretary, secretary. And he kept going, they kept giving him to different people. They thought he was a crackpot. And so he kept calling, he kept doing that for about on and off for a couple months, for Mm -hmm. a couple months. And this was like a year, maybe six, seven months to a year before he died. Mm -hmm. And so, so, because he went into what we call transits. You go into transits, which means you can look at your chart and you see what's coming up ahead. And the book you look at is called an ephemeris. And so that's what I have right here. It's an ephemeris. And it tells me everything It's the American ephemeris from the year 1900 to 2000. So he was looking at the year and the and he was showing me different aspects of transits that were coming up. So finally, you know, John Kennedy dies, mm-hmm. President Kennedy dies. My father's devastated because he thought he could have saved him, and obviously it didn't happen. And he was off by—he wasn't really off. He said within the four-day period or something, so he didn't pinpoint the exact day, but he was within that four days. So about two years later, we get a—you know—my mom's old country, and she's in the house, and I had come home from grade school, at—you know—and here co- There's two FBI men come mm-hmm. to our house. Oh my God.
0: And they knock on the
2: door and they, my mom wasn't supposed to let anybody into the house, but she let them in. I show their IDs and she calls me in and I'm sitting there. They, I remember they just didn't even look at me. My mom had her Arabic Turkish coffee out cookies and they, they just sat there. And what was interesting about it is they, when my father came home from work, They took him into the room and he was talking to them and they were in there for about an hour and a half. Mm -hmm. Because I remember we had dinner on the table at six and every night and my my dad didn't come out for dinner and they were in there talking. They wanted to know how he knew that he was going to be killed. That's how they, they had recorded every conversation. He said, "I do. I do astrology. I do this. You have to. I'm warning the president. Blah blah, and all that was recorded. Yeah. So it was just. I thought it was fascinating. That is. Yeah.
1: And what part of that is like? Can you, when you know he's trying to predict this and stop this from happening? But is fate fate though? Like
2: you know. Well, I don't. I don't know. Have you ever seen the I think it's a book that were written by. Stephen King, it's called 1962 or something, mm-hmm. something like that. I think it's a book, and it's about where a gentleman goes back into the past to try to save John F. Kennedy mm-hmm. from being killed. And what was interesting about that book was it changed the course of everything. So I don't know. I mm-hmm. I, I know if he was supposed to live, my dad would have gotten through to somebody. Mm-hmm. That's what I that's think. what I'm thinking yeah yeah well you were thinking right yeah. because I said I remember telling my dad at a very at a very young age I said you know you you if it if so if he was supposed to live then you know yeah. then um, like Mark Wahlberg he was supposed to be on that plane 9/11 and something he didn't end yeah. up going on the plane something happened he could, didn't make it and he ended up driving to New York instead yeah. he wasn't on that plane. Yeah. It's like coincidence versus, um, what would you call it? Joe? Um coincidence versus a prophecy. Yeah, almost yeah. like w- was it supposed to happen? Yeah.
0: And I've always, I've always I said I don't think there's really such thing as coincidence. I think everything's
2: there, there's no accidents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's very true. So I, I find it very fascinating. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. yeah,
1: for sure. I've had that happen a couple times. You know, like. I slipped in the shower and I hit my head and I called the ambulance you know, my mom and dad called the ambulance. And if I had been going through that intersection at that exact time when I always do, this guy got in an accident. He's in the ER next to me. But I could not be sitting here doing this podcast. You know, it's like I'm a strong believer and it. it's like there's everything happens for a reason. I
2: think so too, and I but I also think that we, and again, I quote my father, because he was very, he, he was really influential in my life, but he always said that there are different moments mm-hmm. when things could happen. We, we could, we, we uh, what's the word? We cheat death, mm-hmm. even though it comes for us at certain times. Mm-hmm. And I remember, and this this is a crazy story, it's a little spooky, but I remember I spoke, my sister was a page in Washington, D.C., And I was, and she was 16 when she became a page. She was, Mm -hmm. and now ended up becoming a judge and is now retired, but I wanted to go visit her. And I had a dream like months before, you'll find this interesting. Mm -hmm. I had a dream that I'm driving, and when you go to Washington, D.C., you kind of, there's, I think it's Breezewood, you stop there and then you get on the expressway and it says 147 miles Washington, D.C. The sign's right there on the right. Of course, everything's kind of changed a little bit, but same sign. So you get on the road, and you're 147 from Washington. So I had this dream, and I remember the exact... I never had never been to Washington. Mm -hmm. The first time I was going to drive. But I remember in my dream, 147 miles to Washington. And here it's raining, and here's this man on the side of the road with a raincoat in my dream. And I pull over, and I... Because in those days, in the... In the 70s, we didn't care about letting h- hitchhikers in. Yeah. It's a whole different ball game. Mm-hmm. So I let him in, and then he says, thank you. He kind of takes his hat off, and he pulls out a gun, and he shoots me in the car. This is in my dream. Okay. So I remember telling my dad, and my dad says, you're taking the bus. You're not going. <laughs> uh. And I said, no, no, no. You know, I'm going to drive the first time. He said, well, don't pick up hitchhikers, because I always picked up hitchhikers. Yeah. I just did. Well, here... Washington DC I stopped in I'm at Breezewood get in get on the expressway and I and it's and it's sunny no rain mm-hmm. it's but it starts to drizzle a little bit little bit of droplets of rain and I'm like panicking yeah. well here's this kid on the side of the road and he had a backpack on and he was just a young kid so I pull over cuz he didn't have a raincoat on I pull over and I start to open, you know how you lean over and open yeah. the car door, there's no power at that yeah. time? Yeah. I start to lean over to open the, up the car, and I remember the dream, and I kept driving. Oh. And of course, he's screaming at me. So, But I remember thinking, I said to my sister when I got to Washington, I said, I could have died today. Mm-hmm. I felt like that was, I had cheated death at mm-hmm. that moment, and that dream was a prophecy. Yeah. Because sometimes dreams are, that's another podcast, dreams yeah. are they're they are sort of like messages from another another source giving us warnings. And we get warnings all the time and we don't even realize it. Yeah, mm-hmm. for
1: sure. I'm really trying to be more in tune with listening to oh, my intuition. Oh, you are. You're
2: a Pisces. Yeah. For You're sure. a natural intuitive. Are yeah. you kidding? Yeah.
1: But You're I black it out because I'm so busy or I have my face in my phone or you know, we're podcasting, we're driving, or you know, you know, my brother meditation. and I take care of my mom, yeah. or you know, it's just meditation.
2: Yeah, yeah. Even, even if meditate.
0: Even if you can only meditate for five or ten minutes, it's worth it. Yeah.
2: Meditation is how you can get tuned into yourself. Mm-hmm. No matter how busy I get in the morning, I meditate twenty minutes. Even if I'm going to be late for work, because I get up yeah. three hours before I can come in, and I meditate twenty minutes in the morning. I meditate twenty minutes at night. I always shut my eyes and I get in tune with myself. It's very, very important Mm -hmm. to do that.
1: This is kind of rabbit hole type thing. Have you ever had a paranormal experience? Absolutely.
2: I was, I Absolutely. <laughs> she's open to it. I know. Oh, no. that. <laughs> Are you kidding? Oh my! You just God. explained
0: one in the dream. I know. <laughs> and,
2: and not only that, I see spirits. My mom, my mom physically saw them. And when I was a kid, I used to think she was goofy because she would smile and wave at something. I was like, "What is she doing?" And my mom told me, "You have the gift. It comes from our family. The women in our family. You and so." You know, I, my sisters never, they never thought it. My sisters, one was an engineer, one's a judge. My other, I mean, my brother's a psychologist. None of them got into that. But my mom always said we block it because we were not aware. But mm. I definitely, I see spirits. Yeah. I see a lot sometimes at night. And believe it or not, and this sounds cowardly, but I don't ever sleep with the, nights, the lights off. I have a constant, um... I have a night light on in my, my bathroom. I have mm-hmm. one in my bedroom. I have you know, I have to and in my, my I can see outside of my bedroom and my living room has they, the lights come on at midnight mm-hmm. and they stand till six o'clock in the morning. Okay. I cannot be in the dark. Mm-hmm. And I mean because I see things and I and they happen a lot. Are you kidding? Mm-hmm. I see them a lot. And when and one time in fact our lights went out, the electricity was bad and I remember getting... Look, I, I was shaking so bad that I got up and, I you know, I'm, I'm by myself. Mm-hmm. And I get up and I went outside. My car was parked outside. I always park my car outside because I'm afraid to put it in the garage in case the electricity goes out. I can't get my <laughs> right. car out. I'm in the dark. So I my car was parked outside my garage. And my boyfriend always says, how come you don't put your car in the garage? Because I don't want to get... I'm scared. Yeah. So I go into the, my car and I sat there till the... Until it became, yeah. yeah, Your safe place. Yeah. So, yeah, I do. And there, there were, t- in fact, one time I have a, a camera in my house. I have to keep an eye on my cleaning lady, make sure she's working and not watching TV and drinking right? coffee. <laughs> and one time the ca- I left the camera on, you know, and I went to bed and I woke up. And I remember a week later I'm looking through the camera, whatever, just trying to see what was there. And here were three images of spirits. I put them on Facebook once because I don't normally get personal with stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But I put it on Facebook. I said, "What does this look like to you guys?" And and they kept they everybody said you could see the physical bodies, it's three spirits, and I've I mean they're oh I've had many par- paranormal experiences. I lived in a haunted house once, but I was told by a mystic in California. One of my uh, good friends took me to see her, and she's no longer doing this, but. She told me that they follow you, okay. and and you're a portal. You they they go to you, mm-hmm. but yeah, I there's yeah I have a lot. Oh, yeah. we can talk. Yes, <laughs>
1: for sure. Um, it's funny because like I was on our podcast. We always I always update people like the weird stuff that happens in my house. <laughs> oh really? Oh yeah. You should let me come over there. Oh, I'll do a Oh yeah. for you. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I do have a parakeet. He likes to chirp at people, but. Um, <laughs> I just bought a camera because I, I want to see what's going on when I'm not there. And because stuff happens when I'm there. Sure. So who knows what's happening when I'm not there, yes. you know? So, yeah. it's um. I got
2: does control. your parakeet, does, does your parakeet, what's your parakeet's name? Liberace. Oh, how adorable. Chatty little thing. Yes. He's very quiet, though. Like,
1: he, I take him over to my mom's. My mom's 90. And she babysits my parakeet. And he will squawk, 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 because, you know, they listen to mass together and sing. You know, she puts music on for him. But I can get in my house, and he's like.
2: Aww. So, I don't
1: know why he's so quiet. Maybe just because I don't, you know. It could
2: also be that maybe the spirits can scare him. Yeah. Maybe he sees things, and I maybe he think just. So. It could be something. But sometimes
1: something. he just freaks out, right? Like, mm-hmm. and I'm like,
2: oh, who's here now? You can always tell when the room gets chilly, and yeah. you can tell when there's a scent. When you smell dead roses, mm-hmm. there's it's not necessarily sulfur is really bad, yeah. but when you smell dead roses, that means it's a it's a it's an energy, mm-hmm. a spirit okay. energy, and you know one of my clients she had a a, a granddaughter who was killed by the boyfriend oh. of her daughter, and I it, and and it was about three or four years later, I took my mom over to the house, you know just to this was like. T- the girl died in two thousand, and so I took my mom over like two thousand six, two thousand seven. My mother passed away in oh mm-hmm. nine. I just took her, just went to visit her to see yeah. if she was doing okay and take cake and stuff. It was the granddaughter's birthday, so I took her over to the house and um, my mother walked. Now we I had no idea how this little girl died. I knew she was killed outside in the garage, stabbed by the boyfriend. The girl was I think four at the time, oh. a little girl, and. Um, but I never, I never knew how she was buried. I knew nothing because we never talked about it. Mm-hmm. My client would not want to talk about it, so we we didn't. So my mother goes over to the house with me, and my mother's sitting there, and she's looking and and she says, "Oh, she says, I see a little girl," and she described the little girl as being dressed in a bunny pink bunny outfit Mm -hmm. and the grandmother starts sobbing and the daughter and she says that's how we buried her oh and we buried her with a barbie doll and the barbie doll was a fourth of july barbie doll special because the little girl was killed around july 4th Mm -hmm. and so she was she was buried with this barbie doll and so my mother was telling me in arabic and i'm repeating she spoke broken english but Mm -hmm. i was repeating it to the girl she says something about she sees a spirit that's in a, bu- a, a little girl, it uh, your granddaughter, and I and she was describing her in this bunny outfit, and I said to my mom, where is where is she? I can't, yeah. My mother's point. She was right there, right there, <laughs> and then she, so she saw she mm-hmm. saw all that. So it was really interesting. Yeah. And I, I, it gave them a pe a sense of peace. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. my mother my mother told the little girl. You know, I don't know if the girl understood her Arabic, but she told her to move on. But, but before you knew it, you could feel the whole room shift. Wow. There was a shift in the energy, and you could feel the room just change. It, it, the temperature changed. How it's like a it's like a whole shift in the. Yeah. I don't know.
0: Like the vibration changes the end the temperatures. Yeah. And it, you know, we always talk to people about that and how they're always like, well, how do you talk to somebody when they don't know their language and all that but i think once you become or once you're in spirit you can you understand, understand anything. yes
2: oh yeah for sure yeah i always thought i think about that
1: like you know people go ghost hunting or trying to communicate in different places maybe a cemetery or something like that and people didn't speak english you know at uh, you know, are they understanding what you're saying? You know, did your
2: father pass away? Mm-hmm. I feel his energy now. Yeah, yeah, Shorty. yeah. I feel him all the time, like, but I but the, the, he right cares? here, the energy uh, kind of shifted a little bit. I don't know. Yeah. I, I felt his there's something,
1: it's interesting, it, and it's funny. My dad had really good sense of humor, so when I tell the story, um, you know, it, and I heard a life.
2: Charlie named Charlie, mm. I don't know what that means, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. unless
0: it's a friend of his that he's with.
2: Yeah, I, um, I heard some, something about Charlie Joe and
1: name. I had um, done a convention here in town, Toledo Bigfoot and Paranormal Convention. And the day we had our convention, my dad went into hospice and he passed away. One day we had the convention. Yeah. So the day before, we had called the rescue squad. He couldn't breathe. We called the rescue squad. And um, he's called, come here. He's motioning. So I go into the bedroom. You know, trying to talk to him. He's like, do the show. I'm like, what? He's like, do the show. He, couldn't, he had throat cancer. So it was hard for him to talk. He's like, do the show. He wanted the show <laughs> to go on. Yep, so show. the show went on, even though, you know, that was the day that he, you know, had gone in the hospice. But it was so cute because he, he loved Bigfoot. So he wanted the show to
0: go on. Yeah, he wanted to be at the show so yeah. bad. But yeah. oh, wow. but he was in spirit. He was. And, I, you know, I and talk to
1: him all the time. Mm-hmm. Right? He's, like, yeah, I always I think he's
2: way around... He's round. But I felt I, I yeah. felt something, and yeah. I don't know whether it was, I just felt something. The room shifted a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. He
1: was a, he was one of the good ones, right? Mm-hmm. You know, he was. You were yeah. very
2: connected to your dad. Yeah, for sure. More more than your mom.
1: Yeah.
2: But you got mm-hmm. closer to your mom recently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In yeah. the last five, ten years. Yeah,
1: Don't I? We take good care of
2: our mom. Oh, yeah. So, you know, she's 90 now. And you have to watch sassy. your knees, issues with your knees and yeah. your lower back. I wanted to mention that to you. Oh,
1: thank you. Because, yeah, I've been having some... Uh, yeah. Lately, I think uh, there's a lot going on. I'm ready for a
2: change. <laughs> there you go. Yep, I'm it is for time a for a change. Time for yep. Change. Watch your sugars, too. I oh. saw that in your chart. Okay. Yeah. Interesting.
1: So, um, one question... Okay, we're going to... Oh, here s- we go. We're going to skip. <laughs> like, I, I you know, get <laughs> random directions. That's <laughs> okay. Can you explain what merch mercury retrograde. oh yeah that's i was gonna mercury, ask i like, was <laughs> like, mer-
2: like this is my question just joe's question i hear that all the you time know, mercury, well a lot of people that are what? starting out in astrology the first thing they learn is mercury retrograde mm-hmm. mercury rules communication okay and mercury is the closest planet you know to the sun the mm-hmm. earth and all that so when you look at when you look at mercury being the closest planet it, when it retrogrades, it retrogrades three times a year. Retrograde means that it goes closer to the, the Sun, Earth's energy. Okay. And when Mercury is in retrograde, it means that we have to re-examine our communication depending on the sign that it's retrograding in. So right now we have Mercury retrograding in um, uh, th- a few days, which is going to be the 10th of September, which is Saturday. Mm-hmm. So Mercury will be retrograding going it's going uh, close to the, the, I always say, you know, it goes closer to us. So we okay. start to get communication issues. And it's in Libra till October 2nd. So when it's in Libra, it's ruled by Virgo and Gemini. They are the planets that rule Mercury. But when Mercury goes into retrograde, it will cause this communication delay. Mm-hmm. So in Libra, depending on where it's hitting in the chart, will have to do with relationships, partnerships, and what have you. So people might be a little confused during that time. It can be a little chaotic. But Mars retrograde is the hard, hard one. It's a very Mm -hmm. difficult, I call it the worst retrograde. So that is retrograding Gemini October October 30th through January 12th of 2023, I think it is. Mm -hmm. And that's going to be when, like, when every two years Mars goes into retrograde. And two years ago... It was retrograding, and it was when COVID hit. It was October, uh, March, twenty twenty, and two years before that, it was in I think May, March or April, something twenty twenty or twenty eighteen, and then Venus went retrograde in uh, September through October of twenty eighteen. That was in Scorpio. That was a very hard time for people. So every two years, Venus will go retrograde, Mars will go retrograde. Mm -hmm. Venus went into retrograde uh, December of last year towards the middle to the end through February of this year, 2022. That was in the sign of Capricorn. So people born under Capricorn, uh, Libra, because Venus rules Libra, um, Cancer, Aries, were really affected by that transit quite a bit. And
1: when you say they get affected, how so? Is it in... um
2: like, do their finances or their relationships? Well, depends on have where. Issues? Again, based on time of birth, oh. depends on where it's retrograding. Mm-hmm. So, if you're born, let's say, with a Sagittarius rising, it'll be hitting your eleventh house. Eleventh house ruled by Aquarius, but where do you have Aquarius on your third house? Third house is communication. Mm-hmm. So, you might be finding that you're finding yourself more stifled with communication of feeling a little bit off during that time. Remember, we are the free will of the higher, the free will is the higher law of the universe. We are in control. So even when something is retrograde, you have to know that it's going to eventually pass. And sometimes retrogrades can be, I look at them as sort of like a time to re-examine, refresh, rethink things through. Because Mm -hmm. when a person is born under Mercury retrograde, that means that at the time of their birth, Mercury was in retrograde. They are people that constantly go over things over and over again. There's constantly this pause, re, you know, uh, repeat, cause, re, pause, repeat, over and over again. Well, Mercury retrograde means to re, it's like repetitious. You oh, okay. go over something. So that's what it means. It it kind of, and it kind of has us rethinking things. So people that are not born under Mercury retrograde, they are more apt to be affected by that transit and how they think or how they look at things, you know, because they, they, they're they not born under it, so it's they might find that it's a lot of pressure in their thinking process.
0: So each person's a little different.
2: Every person's mm-hmm. completely different. Because, it, again, that's why the time of birth is, I say it's like 90% of a reading, because yeah. where the planets are in your chart will determine the effects of mm-hmm. how you're, you're, it's affecting you. And when Mercury is retrograding in a certain part of your chart, that's where you go over things in your head over and over and over again. You know, where is it hitting your twelfth house? Are you are you drudging up the past? Mm-hmm. Is it hitting your fourth house? Are you feeling like you want to nest at home and you want to clean things out in the house? And is it you hitting your seventh house? Is it are you questioning your partner? Are you are you seeing yourself as not wanting to deal with the public? I mean, that's the seventh mm-hmm. house. Yeah. So it depends on where it's hitting. See how time of birth is very important.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: But Venus retrograde is more about money and finance and relationships. Okay. Depending on the sign it was hitting. And it was hitting in Capricorn in, um, you know, like the end of last year and through this year. So a lot of my clients that were coming in, I would say, oh, I see Venus was hitting you in this area, and you must have been really feeling, yeah, I almost quit my job, or people are impulsive, they'll let go of something. I say during these transits of Mercury retrograde September 10th through October 2nd, do not quit your job, chill, and October 30 through January 15th of 2023, this year into next year, it, it, no matter what happens, you know, unless you get a job that pays you 10 times more than what you're getting paid, do not make a change. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't sign agreements. Try mm-hmm. not to buy a car. Try to, you know, just try to coast during that time. It's like seven, eight weeks or so. Yeah. Okay.
0: Now does, does, okay, we talk about how the, we have the sun, the moon, um, the planets. Do the asteroids ever affect any of the?
2: Sure, absolutely. Like eclipses can affect us. Asteroids can affect us there's different planetary aspects everything affects us and you know indirectly and directly but it depends on again how it's being aspected in your chart i usually work with basics because even though i'm way i'm like a triple phd with astrology Mm -hmm. i know a lot but i try to work with the basics for people to understand because when i start talking about heavy like the asteroids and Lilith and this and this and a fixed star, and all these other things, it confuses people. Yeah. I can see their face; they just are like, "No!" So I try to be as simplistic with it as I possibly can. More, I use more layman terms. Yeah, you know, which is important. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the asteroids can affect us. Different things. I I don't put a lot of a great deal of emphasis on eclipses and things like that i do on the full moons because they can affect our emotions our actions and things like that but there's but you have to you know like i said you have to be you can't take things to the maximum and you know like you can't take things to heart you have yeah. to i look at my chart maybe maybe once a year okay if that i mean i already know what's going on so mm-hmm. i can know it by heart but i i don't do it i don't look at it
0: every day yeah because when i when i come into the interview today i wanted to come in with a complete clear mind and not knowing anything because i wanted to learn which in turn helps our listener learn but i did get up on youtube and look at a few videos and then because i wanted to know a little bit about that's all right so that but i just find it so interesting that because of like you said the time of birth where everything was aligned is how, I'm not going to say how your life is controlled, but how your life is guided. It just it's it is so very interesting.
2: interesting. I mean, you could, you know, I remember um, even going to one time, uh, you know, to the casino, mm-hmm. and I went with my um, a friend of mine. We he and I went a, a couple of weeks ago. I don't go very often, but when I go, you know, I always look at the charts mm-hmm. and everything else. And he didn't want to go, and you know, he I can't spend the money. I said. Well, just this is a good day. The moon is this, this, this. He goes, oh, Janet, you know, I don't believe. It. He doesn't believe it. He's a physicist. He doesn't believe in anything astrological. Yeah, he's really he's like another Sheldon Cooper, you know, from the Big Bang. He doesn't believe in anything, but he just thinks I know stuff.
0: Uh-huh. Mm-hmm.
2: So I I said to him, oh, come on, you know, I call him Sheldon, but that's not his name. So he he went with me. Mm-hmm. He you know he I he picked me up. We went to the casino. And I said, I said, now, he said, I, he took out, I think, $5. He says, here's $100. If you lose it, fine. If yeah. you, you don't owe me. But if you don't, if you win, I get half. Yeah. And he goes, all right, you know. I'm and going so to the casino with you. <laughs> he walked out of there with $3,600. Oh, wow. I walked out with 2700 nice. And he gave me half. So he, he was like in the car. This is, he's like hugging me and all this. And I said, I said, your boyfriend's not going to like that. You know? but anyway, but yeah, he said, how did you, how do you, I said, I just knew all the, everything lined up, mm-hmm. wow. everything lined up. And in 1999, I did the same thing. I walked in at a certain time.
0: I was going to ask you about, ask, because I believe I heard an interview on radio and you mentioned about, when you said that, it reminded me. I was going to ask you if you went in a specific time. February
2: 14th. (laughs) Did you hear the interview? Yes. February 14th of 1999. I was married at the time. And my husband, again, engineer, account, didn't believe in astrology. I get these men who just, (laughs) I purposely get involved with people. Even my assistants are not into stuff. They don't, because I don't want to be bombarded with that. So I even date men that are not into it. So, um, so I was. It was Valentine's Day of February fourteenth of nineteen ninety nine, and my husband loved to gamble. He mm-hmm. he did. He liked to gamble. I mean, he was. He kept it under control, but he liked to gamble. So that's before we had um, the Hollywood and Toledo. Mm-hmm. We had uh, Greek Town and everything, and we were. He liked to go to Canada. So um, he said, my mom was in the hospital, so we couldn't. I, you know, I had take, she wasn't there at home, so we were free to do what we wanted. Mm-hmm. And so he goes, well, here's $100 for Valentine's Day. And he kind of says, what do you want to do with that? you want to go shopping? You I said, well, why don't we go to the casino? I already did a chart. Mm-hmm. And so I said, but I have to walk in at 3.47 p.m. Mm-hmm. And he said, <laughs> and this is like 12.30. Mm-hmm. And he said, he goes, yeah, yeah, rolls his eyes. He said, no, we have to walk in at 3.47 p.m., Lee. We have to walk in at that time. He goes, okay, whatever. So we went, visit, we went to see my mom and we left. We got on the road about, I think, two o'clock. Okay. So we got to Canada mm-hmm. at three. So we had like 47, 50 minutes left. Mm-hmm. It's the dead of winter. It's February, <laughs> it's icy, cold, yeah. sleet. He gets a va- the valet, parks in front, and I, and I wanted him to park the garage where I'd have some, yeah. but no, he parks, gets a valet, so I step out and he he goes into the casino. I go, I can't go in. He goes It was like 10 10:03. Okay. And he goes he says he goes, "Why?" I said, "Because I can't walk in till 3:47 p.m." I told you. I'm like teary. <laughs> My tears are frozen. And he goes, he goes he goes, "You're crazy." Come on in. Just get warmed up. I said, I cannot go in until 3.47 p.m. And I'm arguing with them. And the yeah. poor valley, or the <laughs> guy that opens the door, he's like looking at us like we're crazy. He walks in. He goes, fine, freeze. It's not my problem. He walks in. He's outside going, come in. I said, no, 3.47 p.m. So I'm looking at my thing, and finally my buzzer went off at 3.47 I wa- I was so cold. My hair, my my Aww. tears were all cold. My hair was like icicles. So I walked in shaking, freezing. So I won, I think I won 7 jackpots that day. The last one was $75,000. Oh, so so we I get my cash. Oh, yes. I get the cash. I didn't want to have checks. I get the cash. So I the security guy you know, walks with me, because I had all this cash. Yeah. But I had them give it to me in envelopes. So I went to the bathroom. I was wearing long johns, and I was wearing overalls. I remember, because I purposely dressed that way. Mm-hmm. So I knew I was going to win. So I so I go to the bathroom. I said to the guy, would you please stand outside the bathroom and wait for me? And he goes, okay. So I went in the bathroom. I took duct tape, mm-hmm. and I taped my whole body. Oh. It, it, I was a little skinnier then. Tape my whole, duct tape my whole body with mm-hmm. all these envelopes. And, and so I walked out. I'm walking stiff, you know. The guy goes, uh, where's your, because um, I had my purse, but there was nothing in it. I said, all done, taken care of. He thought maybe I threw it down the toilet. I said, I don't know. So I walked, and I saw my husband. Mm-hmm. We're walking out. He goes, oh, did you lose? I go, yeah, I lost. <laughs> and so we're walking out. They never, st- well, I did that on purpose, yeah. because mm-hmm. energy is mm-hmm. strong. Yeah. If he had known that I won, and we're going through customs, his eyes, yeah. the eyes are the mirror to the soul. Sure. You could see. Yeah. So I didn't want to put that vibe out there. So I said, you're right. Astrology is nothing. Mm-hmm. And I was wrong. And he said, see, it's okay. Go back to your day job. You know, whatever. So whatever. So we get home and I'm, you know, I'm taking off my clothes and I'm taking off all these envelopes with all this money. <laughs> it was hundred and like $107,000. Holy crap. Mm-hmm. What was his reaction? All he did was, well, he got very excited. But I ended up, you know, I yeah. it helped pay the house. But he got very mm-hmm. excited. He looked at it. He was whoa, 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 whoa. I said, I said, astrology doesn't pay off, huh? <laughs> and and now, of Draw course, something. we're not, we're best friends, and we mm-hmm. we've been divorced for years, but we're best friends. And so he's. He'll call me up about certain things, like, you know, about something that he has to do or something. And he'll just call me up and say, what do you think I should do? What day should I do this? So he's really, he knows that there's, he goes, I don't understand it. He's very educated. He goes, I don't know what this means, but there's something to it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Absolutely.
2: 100%. Yes. (laughs) But. um,
0: And with that. We'd hate to say goodbye.
2: I oh, know, that's okay.
0: But we could go on and on forever. We could talk forever.
2: We're gonna just remember <laughs> the planets the, the planets do influence us. Yes. And one thing I want people to understand is you can't live by it. The free will is a higher law of the universe. But you can use it as a source. It's like a roadmap. Mm-hmm. And and you're in the driver's seat and wherever whatever destination you whatever destination you choose is entirely up to you but you're in the driver's seat. It's merely a guide, a roadmap to possible destinations.
1: And casinos. Yes,
2: now she wants to go to the casino. Yeah. Every day. There you go. Do you like the casino? I love it. I do too. My pocketbook doesn't, but I know I don't go very often, but when I go, I like to play. Oh, me too, for sure. So
0: Janet, we want to talk also before we let you go about your events coming up.
2: Yes. Oh, yeah, October 23rd, 2022, is going to be at the premiere in, it, 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 I think it's in Toledo, Toledo, mm-hmm. on Heather Downs across from the Stranahan. I'm going to have food trucks, right. uh, psychics, um, clairvoyance. Uh, it's going to be. We're going to have a zillion vendors. I mean, well, not a zillion. Probably about thirty. Mm-hmm. But we, we have some unique vendors, and it's it's going to. It's a lot mm-hmm. of work, but it's it going is. to be a lot of fun.
0: I've been to a few a few of your events, and you, they're always put on very well. Thank you. They're organized nice. and great readers and card. Thank readers. you.
2: I mean, it, it's a lot of work. I know a lot of people put them on, but I. I just, I don't know, I like it to be classy, and, you know, I don't want it, I mean, they have, people put them on all the time. I mean, I started putting them on in 2005, but in the last, I think, three years, other people have been putting them on, mm-hmm. but I, I always say that mine are just, they're just classy. Yeah. Not that theirs aren't, but just, it's different. Yeah. yeah.
1: So everybody, all of our listeners need to come to Toledo and go to the event.
2: Yeah, see us there. And if they want to get a ahead. hold of me, call the office, yes. 419-882-5510 or they can contact you and tell you can. Yep. We'll them put all number. the information on our yeah on our
1: um, on the webpage. And
0: I also hope you guys can books. be
1: there. Make yeah, there. absolutely. That'd be so much fun. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, we really, really appreciate you giving us your time tonight. Oh, that's fine. Be on the show,
2: and i sure we've talked a long time. It's about eight thirty almost. Yeah, that's great. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anything
0: else, Jim? Nope. That's it. Like say thank you so You're much. So welcome. We've it's been fun. really wanting to for talk to you long for a long, long time. time. Seven years. <laughs> well we do this
2: again, maybe talk about dreams yes. and yes. mystical stuff. Three I can tell dreams. you stories yes. like you wouldn't believe. Yes. I, I lived in a haunted house and it and and spirits do exist. So maybe we can do one of the podcasts on that yes.
0: too. Yes. And we've been we've been talking about doing a dream show for a long time. And we just haven't found the person. I think we have.
2: Oh, I, yeah. I, I, <laughs> I do dream. Uh, I do lectures at sometimes at these libraries about dreams. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's it's a. I mean, I work with dreams. I I work with workshops, and I've done all that. Yes, yeah. definitely.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you. thank
2: you. You're welcome. It's my pleasure.
0: All right. Goodbye. Well,
1: that was an incredible interview, and I. Could have gone on for ten more hours. Uh, yeah, she we're definitely going to have her back. I have amazing. I want to have her back
0: on to talk about dreams.
1: So. Yeah, for sure.
0: And after the interview, we sat and talked to her for a little bit, and she—it was late at night too. I mean, we—she wanted to get home. We wanted to get home. It was. By the <laughs> She's time a we're done very, with the very busy
1: lady, and I is. admire that so much because I wish I had my own business and just was bossing it, bossing it up like that.
0: You've got your death piles in the basement that you.
1: They're very organized. <laughs> oh, good. I'm getting there, right? Yeah, I'd really like to do um, or have some further instructions from her because I, mm-hmm. I, you know, she was picking up on on a few things yeah. that were like spot on, and I was like, oh wow, talk about <laughs> dad, and you know, like I don't know, it was cool. She, I just I'm like flabbergasted because I was so amazing. excited. <laughs>
0: And like I said, she's one of the nicest people you ever want to yes,
1: meet. Yes, for sure.
0: So if you're in Toledo, or actually she does stuff over the phone and that too. So if yeah. you you know want to contact her, I'll leave her website in the show notes. You can click on that yep. and it's all about her. And it's very
1: easy. And it's just com.
0: Yeah. So thank you once again for listening to the show. Hope you enjoyed this week's show. We sure did.
1: Yes. Well, thanks everybody for listening, but please remember to like, share, and subscribe our show. Without your support, we wouldn't be able to do this. So Definitely. please make sure that you're getting your, the show out. If you're talking to people about podcasts, just mention our name. Tell them to give us a listen.
0: And if you know of any podcasts that you would like to hear us on, or if you know any podcasts that are looking for guests,
1: or if you are a podcast, please have us on your show and we'll have you on our us. show. Yeah. And if you have any really good ghost stories and want to be on the show, DM us.
0: That's it. And, you know, just go up on our website. We have all our events listed on there where we're going to be. We record at the events. So if you want to come out and talk to us or if you want to get on the show, send us a message. Tell us your story. And uh, hope you have a great week.
1: Everybody have a wonderful week, please like share subscribe and take care of yourself give yourself a little self-care this take care
0: of yourself like dana who is getting better every day and let's hear her play some bass with her band crud goodbye everyone